Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks so much for tuning in to the new year. Phil and I are back in 2021 here with podcasting and we're going to get started today with some good top, good topics and conversation, if I can talk correctly, uh, investing finance and retirement. And we're going to talk about some important retirement statistics on this go around. But first, let's say hey to our buddy, Phil. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I am doing great. Happy 2021. Yeah, exactly. How was your holiday? It was very good. Very good. A yeah. L- little different, but uh, you know, that that uh, just goes with the flow of what 2020 was. It was a little different. <laughs> a little different, yeah. Uh, most people have been saying low-key. Uh, how much yeah. you ask them? They say low key, you know. So it's like yeah, right. yeah. It was it was definitely more low key than normal, but yeah. uh, that's yeah. fine. It was good. That's fine. That's fine. And if you uh, if you're checking this out on video, uh, this is gold versus green moving forward. Uh, for whatever reason, my new computer and same exact camera I've been using really wants to make things really really gold. It, it's got that holiday season still. Yeah. So. so we're still holiday season. <laughs> I don't know what it is, uh, but Zoom. I don't know if it's Zoom. I don't think it's Zoom because you're nice and green and I'm nice and gold, but. Uh, but anyway, it'll be fun. So we'll have a good conversation here today and and chat about the good things. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to us, again, you can do so on YouTube. You can do so on uh, iHeart, Spotify, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Just type in Phil's Tax Hacks in the search box of any of those apps, and it'll pop you up there. And you can hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you choose. You can also find all of it at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. So you can go check us out, and we'd certainly appreciate it. And leave a comment or a thumbs up or something like that if you'd like to, and show show suggestion or send us an email, whatever you want to do. We ask email questions from time to time. We t- like to take different topics, so feel free to reach out and let us know what kind of tax hack you'd like to talk about. And uh, this week, as I mentioned, it's going to be some important retirement statistics uh, worth understanding. That's kind of a mouthful here, but I'll pull this up and we'll go through it. Phil, sometimes numbers, figures, and stats go in one ear and out the other, uh, <laughs> as maybe sometimes our show content does. Folks are like, eh, I don't want to hear about that, you know. But it's important really to kind of understand some of these things, especially as we get closer yep. to retirement, right? Um, sometimes they can underscore some real problems that people have, you know, there's just different things to think about. So I'm going to give you a couple of these. You tell me what you think about it based on what you see. Sure. Your many, many years of experience doing this. Uh, this is fairly recent. I think this is probably from early 2020, uh, these numbers basic roughly here. So I'll see if I can get some more information on that, but it says 17% of American workers describe themselves as very confident that they'll have enough money in retirement. Only seventeen percent. Yeah, <clears throat> that, that's kind of a scary number to me. Yeah, you know, only only seventeen percent of the American workers that have feel confident, you know, very confident that they're they're ready for retirement, are going right. to have enough money. Yeah, you know. So I guess the question I would ask you that is, okay, what are you doing about it? If if it's only seventeen percent, you know, or right. are you actually taking steps to to raise that level of confidence you have in True. retirement? Yeah. So, yeah. and it's to me that kind of Reminds me of this other one that I've seen before, and this is a little bit older, but I'm sure it's not much different than the numbers. And it was like 27, 28% of people think that the lottery will be their retirement plans. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that, that's an alarming number. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 the luck of the draw. Yeah. 
Yeah, a quarter of our population thinks that hitting a lottery inside not necessarily maybe, you know, the you know, fifty million or something, but some sort of lottery, uh, you know, hundred thousand, whatever it might be, is gonna be their retirement plans. And it's like, man, that's just kooky. Yeah. Oh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I, I guess it really doesn't surprise me that it's it's that low. Um, <clears throat> because just lack I mean, of if you, yeah, just lack of planning. I mean, there's, you know, um, most of the, the individuals we work with have come through us through some kind of a, a workshop. So they're right. starting to near retirement, looking at the, the concepts of taxes, looking at Social Security, Medicare, those type of topics that are going to be very relevant in a short order with, with them. So, I mean, they're starting to, to expose themselves to this, but most of them up until that point haven't even considered it. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I mean, they've really not put any math behind it to see, you know, does this retirement yeah. idea work? Um, so I guess that that wouldn't surprise me in that fashion that they haven't truly planned it out. I've, I don't know that I've met with probably a handful of people that have even started to consider it and run the numbers to see does, you know, do I have a plan? Does it does it work or even a general idea? Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it too, is because often if we just don't have the data, and that's probably where the confidence level coming it comes into play that only 17% feel confident because a good portion of the other, you know, whatever it is, 82, 82, 83% just have no clue because they haven't asked. They right. haven't ran the numbers. Of that 80 something percent, I would imagine that a good 50 of that is people that just don't know, period. They have no right. clue. Yep. You know. And so that number could easily go up if we just took the time to sit down with an advisor, pull some information together, run some numbers, and start a bit of a planning process. You might be surprised. And often we are, Phil. When people come in to see you, uh, I would say I, I talk to advisors all across the country, and probably nine out of ten times they say a new prospective client comes in. They are pleasantly surprised. Maybe not nine. Maybe we'll go eight, You know, seven right. or eight. But seven or eight out of ten people are like, yeah. I'm, wow, I'm in better shape than I thought. Mm -hmm. You know, you find that. Yeah, and I, and I would agree. I mean, there's there's very few. Um, you know, I would say probably in that ten to fifteen, maybe twenty percent range that you have to have that hard discussion of. Sure. You know what? The here, let me let me show you the graph. <laughs> you know, the retirement as you're envisioning it right now probably isn't going to work too well okay. unless you think you're only going to live ten years. You gotcha. know? So, <laughs> okay. You know, so most of the people are are well within the ballpark, you know, with little tweaks here and there. And we're just about how do you improve it? How do you, you know, our, our big value add is more on the tax side. How do we best manipulate the taxes and, and improve that scenario, which a lot of times adds, yeah. you know, several years to retirement in the end. So, yeah. And of course, being here in the early part, this is where this is a part of our January podcast for 2021. Yep. We tend to make resolutions as people in, in finance and health and uh, fitness tend to be on that radar. And so it's a great time to, you know, add that extra motivation and get it done. You know, yep. go ahead and get some of the numbers ran while it's one of your resolutions. And I'm sure it is for many people. Uh, and of course, we'll try to remind you all year long so that if you didn't do it, uh, that you don't just save it for January. You have uh, many other months to do it as well. Let's move along so we can get a few more of these in, Phil. Uh, I'm not sure where they got some of this stuff, but it's pretty accurate, pretty interesting anyway. I like the way they've worded it. It's not just your standard statistics. Yeah. Um, the average 65-year-old woman, this report goes on to say, will live another 20.7 years. So you're talking 85 pushing 86 years old is about the average. Yep. Uh, pretty interesting because if so, we talk often about you could have a 30-year retirement 
it's getting that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from our standpoint, our kind of, if you want to call it our, our standard that we use for life expectancies is actually 85 for male and 90 for female, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's where we'll start the discussion with a client. Um, you know, unless they have another idea, I mean, if they really wanted to get into some, um, mathematical reasoning behind what the number is. I mean, there's some interesting websites out there. One that I've used um, a couple of times is uh, I think it's living2100.com. Okay. You know, it's kind of an interesting take on uh, what that number is because it runs through um, lifestyle, family history. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, it has, I guess, some science behind it because it's not just an arbitrary number. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it's it, life expectancy is, and we've talked about it often, it's, it's one of those, we call it a risk multiplier, Yep. you know, and, and too often I, I see um, scenarios where clients say, oh, I don't think I'm going to make up to 80. You know, I've already outlived all the, the, I hear sometimes from the men, I've already outlived all the men in the family. So I don't, you know. Right. That's know. this guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always telling my wife, hey, you get, I'll be gone by 72. So plan on it, but I'm not financially planning on it. You right. Know, <laughs> you know, so. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if, if that truly is the case, I mean, you have to really look at that, especially if one of the spouses might have a more normal, you know, like this 20, 30 year life expectancy into retirement. I mean, you've got to plan for that because things dramatically change if only one of the spouses passes. So, yeah, I've had a a lot of health issues and, uh, and so the men in my family. So I feel like there's some pretty good indicators, but again, I'm not being selfish. I think selfish is a pretty good word too. I'm not being selfish enough to be like, well, I'm just going to blow through things and, and have a wild ride because if I'm wrong, uh, then, you know, I've got more years in retirement. And even if I'm right, I don't want to, you know, sacrifice anything for my spouse, you know, right. as well. So I still want to kind of do something to make sure that I'm helping her uh, if I am gone, because that creates a whole nother set of problems. And we've done podcasts on that and we'll do more in the future yeah. uh, as to what happens to the person left behind and changes in your tax status and all, you know, just all kinds of things that we go through. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, um, it's always a, an interesting discussion to have with clients of, you know, so what's the number, right? You know, what do you, <laughs> what do you think you're going to make it to? But yeah. I mean, it's, it's an important discussion to have. It, it, and it's, certainly. it's a stress test that we always put on a plan, whatever the number is, Yeah, you know, we always run scenarios after we've got a, a plan developed to say, okay, well, that's great. Now what happens if you pass away today? What does that yeah. look like? You know, yeah. do, does your spouse, have enough with what's left to, to make it through their retirement or is there a need for life insurance? You know, yeah. cause that's, this kind of plays into that, that yeah. scenario that a lot of times clients think, Oh, I'm retired. I don't need life insurance anymore. That was for when I had a mortgage and kids were in college, <laughs> right? You right. Know, which may be the case, but I can tell you from experience very often, it's not, there is a yeah. need for life insurance possibly early in retirement. Yeah. And to your point, that plays into this because if, uh, you know, the average 65 year old female is living another 20 plus years, uh, you know, and, and we typically as men do die off first, you want to make sure you're doing the right things for both parties, not just ourselves. Uh, all right, moving along here, let's do another one. 16.5% of our country's population is over the age of 65. I, I'm kind of shocked by this. I actually feel like that's actually low. I feel like there's more, um, boomers than that. Uh, well, I mean, boomers go a lot lower than that. that is so true. I mean, they boomers do there are, thing. absolutely. But yeah, I mean, so. yeah, 65 right now, um, mm-hmm. that wouldn't surprise me. Okay. But I mean, yeah, that, that's a, uh, oh. what's that? 
That's a good chunk, 16%. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, when you start to look at the the whole concept of baby boomers and I mean, there's been all sorts of studies on the effects that they've had on the economy as they've gone through various stages of life. Yeah. And I mean, there's been all sorts of discussion on, you know, as they enter retirement, what that effect is going to be too. 10,000 people are tiring a day, all these numbers we've seen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the, the reality is that's a lot of people leaving the workforce yeah. Starting to draw Social Security, Medicare. I mean, there's, you know, so you've got to, to understand how does that affect all these various segments of the, the economy? Yeah. Housing, you know, that's one of the things I've yeah. always talked oh, to yeah. about is, so what does that happen? To, what, what happens to the housing market? You know, I, I mean, as, as this, it, it will be interesting the next 15 years to see what right. happens uh, when as as more boomers do pass on and so on and so forth. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and I think we get a little short sighted as Americans sometimes uh, when we think about baby boomers. And obviously it's become a bit of a political term in some respect and different things. But it's not just the United States. I mean, after oh, no, it's two, every country had booms, a population yeah. boom, you know, because everyone thought they were going to die, you know, in World War Two. Yeah. Uh, and so every, you know, every country is dealing with a really similar aspect. I think that's why globally the global economic stage is kind of where it's at because it's, it's, I think we just saw, we talked about it in a few podcasts ago. I think Japan actually, I believe raised their retirement age for men right. to 60, which we thought was pretty interesting. Uh, and they're considering raising it even higher. So theirs isn't even as high as, our, as, as high ours. Age. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and they're a much, obviously small, you know, a nation of less people, obviously they're a much smaller country. Sure. So really interesting statistics. Sometimes when you look at it from a, uh, a wider perspective, would you, you think so? Yeah. And I mean, with that, there's, like you said, there's all sorts of media out there on, on the effects of it, which right. I mean, it's interesting, right? You know, you absolutely got to listen to it and, and understand, but really dig into it to, to see, because I mean, you know, one of the, the areas that often plays into this is social security of, right. you know, I better just file early because there's all these people filing and it's going to run out. So I got to get it before everyone else does. And yep you know, put the brakes on, understand the, the facts and the math behind it. They've already built that in. That's all in the numbers when they run the annual report, you know, the social security trust fund and what, you know, the, the numbers are in there. So, I mean, it's, right, yeah. it comes back to knowing the numbers, run the numbers, understand, make it an informed decision. Don't make a, you know, all of a sudden this rush decision based on all I heard on the news last night that you know, and we do that you know you're you're if you do it in life you're not alone so don't, oh no it's yeah that's it, human up, nature yep, yeah yeah we, we are right we're very emotional beings yeah so yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, you know, whether you listen to our show or other shows or multiple shows, that's hopefully the, some of the message that's in that, you know, we talk in generality so much because we're just sharing some general information as it relates to a, a wide audience, typically retirees and pre-retirees is that, you know, you need to find out how some of that generalized data does apply to you uh, right. because you're going to be different than, you know, then I'm going to be different than Phil and Phil's different than his neighbor and so on and so forth. So yep. Uh, and in the interest of kind of keeping these somewhat short, I'm going to jump to the last one here because I think this sure. one's really interesting, Phil, and it ties back in a bit to that first one in that confidence level. Uh, 90% of people that were done in this survey say uh, a 60, uh, excuse me, 90% of people over 60 say a written retirement plan is important, mm -hmm. but only 20% actually do it. So. Yep. 
they they asked a bunch of people. Ninety percent said, "Yeah, I think having a written retirement plan makes a lot of sense and sounds important, and I think I should do that." But then only twenty percent actually follow through, which kind of goes back to that seventeen feeling confident because that's a very small percentage of people know. The rest just don't that actually did it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I mean, and I, it's it's funny that question's in here because that's a question I ask in my first meeting with clients all the time: is Do you have a written retirement income plan? Do you understand how all these pieces fit together? And again, very close to this, I would say 90% of them actually say, no, yeah. I, I don't. Or, well, yeah, my advisor ran, you know, a Monte Carlo, they ran some numbers, but again, right. that you have to be careful with that. Cause is that really a written plan? No. I mean, a written plan to me means you, you understand all the ins and outs of it and have a plan that says, okay, this is when we're filing for social security and why and how it fits. Yeah. In. Yeah. You know, this and is where my income is coming from either. Right. I mean, sometimes people do that. Just having a statement or, or general portfolio, that's also not a plan. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's a piece of it. You know, that that's right. the material, so to speak, that goes into the plan, but mm -hmm. yeah, you, you have to have a, a written plan and understanding of how everything comes together and when are all these pieces going to come into play. So, and, and what components you're using when you're turning them on. I mean, yep. so it's covering, you know, income, it's covering taxes, yep. it's covering, you know, long-term care, it's covering yep. legacy. I mean, it's, it's covering all these kind of components. Yeah. Yeah. More comprehensive plan that's looking at everything in one. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, it's not just a matter of, well, you know, I've got a million dollars and the 4% the rule, so I should be able to take 40,000 a year. I think that's enough to supplement my income. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I, that, that's one of these. That's that rule of thumb of, oh, yeah. yeah, you might be, you might not be. It kind of depends on when you start, you know, what the market yeah. looks like then and, you know, what side of the market you catch that wave. Kind of like the traditional 60 40 portfolio. I mean, right. it's, just, it's just not, you know, it's. It might be fine for you, but it may not. I mean, every it, it, there's so much has changed since all those things were put into place. Right. Yep. That, you know, it's just like life insurance. We've had that conversation before, and I know we're getting all over the map a little bit, but, you know, life insurance, you know, it's like the old, you know, car commercials. It's not your father's Oldsmobile, you know, right. retirement <clears throat> plan is not your father's retirement planning. Yeah, much different world today. I mean, back then, number one, I think, expectations in retirement were much lower. I mean, people didn't travel the world and, you yeah. know, do all these different things that maybe you want to do in retirement, Yeah, you know, and they relied on social security and pensions and lived well within their means from that standpoint that, Hey, this is what we have and we're going to live there. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a, a much different world of retirement today than what it was back then. And unfortunately one of those legs is, is and has started to been pulled pulled away, and that's the the whole concept of the pension. So, yeah. and pensions the same way have kind you know they've gone away. You know we don't get a yep. gold watch anymore at retirement. We don't have pensions really more in retirement, and so it's really yep. up to us. On the onus is on us to, and that's how part of that world as Phil was talking about has changed to, uh, you know, self fund, self pre uh, prepare, and self plan or plan work with an advisor to get you know, that retirement situation set up so that we know we're okay in retirement. We don't have to think about it and fret and worry whether it's 20 plus years or 25 plus years or whatever the case is. Yep. Yeah. And that really kind of wrapping it all together ties back into it's on us, right? Have that plan, that written plan, understand yeah. all the different components, social security, the pension, you know, long-term care, taxes, all these different pieces that fit into retirement and don't just guess and estimate, run the numbers, yep. have a confidence level to say, okay, none of us know for sure what's going to happen, but we have to start with a base plan to say, does it mathematically work? Is it even a possibility 
What are the stresses? You know, have I covered those? And now you have confidence to, to walk fully into retirement and say, okay, we've got a plan. Yeah, it's going to have to be flexible. Things are going to change. We know that. Right. But at least we get a plan to start. And now it's a matter of just revisiting it each year to make sure we're on track, what's changed and go from there. So yeah, get, help give yourself a guideline, you know, as yep. the, the old Lewis Carroll, I mean, I'm full of quotes today, apparently though, you, you know, <laughs> any road will take you there, right? Yep. Kind of thing, yep. right? You, you can get where you're going. Any road will get you there, but it's much easier if you know a route and a plan. And I know I screwed that quote all up, but you get the idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if you don't know where you're going, any road, any will, road will get you there. there. Yeah. yeah. I got it at the last second. All right, folks. So that's going to do it for us this week. So, you know, whether these statistics apply to you or don't make much sense to you, whatever the case is, find out your own numbers, get your own statistics, if you will, by sitting down and having a conversation with Phil. Yeah. If you're not working with an advisor, talk with one. If you're working with your advisor, have a conversation. It's January. Take the action. Do a little checkup on your health. Uh, even if you do have a plan, you know, get a second opinion if you need to. Uh, it's just a good time to really kind of take that, you know, put that charge back on ourselves. As Phil said, uh, we'll put that onus back on ourselves. So do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, whatever the case is. Uh, you just simply hit the little uh, heart button or like button or subscribe button or whatever it is. Every app's got something different. Uh, just click on that. You'll get notified of new episodes as they come out. Uh, if you know somebody who might benefit from the message or just enjoy the podcast, share it with them. We make that easy for you to do at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And of course, uh, we'll see you next time here on the show. Phil, my friend, thanks as always. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great thanks. week. You too. We'll talk to you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts Phil. with Phil Putney. Bye-bye. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.